Welcome to the podcast that's dedicated to helping business owners prepare their business for exit so they can maximize the valuation and then exit on their own terms. This is the Exit Insights podcast presented by Succession Plus. I'm Daryl Bates-Brownsort, and today I'm talking to Wendy Shand from Impact Resilience. Welcome, Wendy, and uh, thanks for joining me today. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Daryl. Hey, my pleasure. So, Wendy, we've known each other a while and um, and actually worked together in the past when both of us were in different roles. So, uh, and we've mm-hmm. both moved on and I guess evolved our careers uh, and and taking on board everything we've learned along the way. So, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about Impact Resilience and how it started, and then we'll dig into a bit more about what it is you do and and how you help business owners prepare their business and and really protect the valuation that they've already got in place. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think um, if we go go back um, in time, I think I think I've always been involved in risk in one way, shape or another. Um, so going back to 2004, 2005, 2006, I started a, a, a very specialist travel business um, that came on the back of my little boy, my two year old, having fallen into an unenclosed swimming pool while we were away on holiday in France. Um, we were there with two very tiny children. Um, and we, to be honest, we were very lucky to have come away with two children at the end of it. There was, um, you know, so many families, now I know, so many families have, have do have problems with, school, with um, open water and swimming pools. And what it really made me think was why, why is it that families with small children not being properly catered for by the mass travel companies? Um, and so what resulted was a was a travel company that really did look at um, the issues that families with small children face in that very intense period of their lives. How do you make a holiday safer and more practical and solve some of the challenges that that um, families that families are facing at that time? Um, and so we did, we ran that um, that business for 17 years, first as a villa company. And then in 2016, we got investment into the business um, and we developed it into being a resort uh, business. We developed a resort concept on top of our villa business. Um, and that was going absolutely brilliantly. We were we were growing at 65 percent. Um, we'd had you know, we'd had just such fantastic um, MPS results from our from our from our all the work that we were doing. Um, came into 2020 in you know absolutely great guns, um, having achieved an eight figure revenue in the in 2019, and then of course rammed straight into what turned out to be the biggest threat of our lives, which of course was COVID. And for COVID, and the, um, if you were in the travel industry, that was you know close the door and put put up put up the sign that says we're not coming back um, anytime soon. Um, and for us, sadly, that um, that did mean that we closed the business um, and and faced one of the toughest times of our entire lives. So that was definitely part of part of the story. Another part of the story um, was that my husband, um, his background is as a fast jet um, pilot. He um, he was training to be a fast jet pilot when we first met, um, when we were just 22. And he um, went on to fly the Harrier, which is actually one of the most dangerous planes um, that we've, we've had in our military. Um, as, if you think very carefully about what the um, training of a fast jet pilot is and, and the mindset that they develop, it's all about training for failure. What happens if the worst thing, worst case scenario um, crosses your path? Um, and that can be anything for, for, from 
um, hitting a bird to the weather changing to um, you know losing losing your only engine, which there's only one engine in the in the Harrier, and so they are constantly training, preparing, rehearsing um, for that for that for that possibility, albeit that it might be quite an unlikely possibility. In actual fact, um, 15 years ago this year, 15 years ago in June, um, Rob took off um, for a a regular sortie in in the Harrier and unbeknown to him, lost all of the oil in the jet on takeoff. Um, He had a little uh, it's called a caption. So like, just like when you're driving a car, the light comes on in your car. You don't know whether you've got a big problem or a small problem. The light just tells you there's a problem. And the same is true if you're flying a very expensive piece of kit like that. So he didn't know to what extent he had an oil issue. He just knew he had an oil issue. Um, continued, well, continued sort of to, to get back to get back to base. Um, but before he could get back, the plane exploded and he was just a few moments off well, sure, sure death really, managing to managing to to, to steer the steer the jet um, away from a school in a tiny little village um, in the middle of Rutland, um, and managed to manage to um, get the plane to land somewhere. Well, not land; it was drop out of the sky really at that point um, in a in a field, and he landed in a, another field, breaking his back on the way. And so, you know, he he. If it weren't for the training that he had done in in his years and years of being and preparing, um, he would not have survived that injury. It was that 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 crisis. He was simultaneously um, pulling the um, ejection handle at the same time as trying to restart it, which was the depth of his the muscle memory that had been built in all of the training. He was doing those two things simultaneously whilst completely or he wasn't conscious he doesn't remember doing any of that he only knows that that's what he was doing because of the recordings um but such was the such was the strength of the muscle memory he had built up over time and so i suppose after after um after 2020 and um in the the fallout of of covid we took a long hard look at what it is that we really know about and what we concluded was we really know a lot about risk management um travel in its in itself is one of the most um, disaster struck uh, industries there are. I mean, we're currently looking at wildfires all over Europe and airports being shut down. Well, that was just a regular week for us. So at any point, we'd be dealing with wildfires, earthquakes, locust infestations, right through to somebody losing their passports. You know, it's one of those industries which just goes from from one crisis to the next. And We've decided that in our risk calculation, our personal risk calculation, that we'll perhaps stay out of the travel industry for now. Um, and so what we've set up now with Impact Resilience is a, is a business that helps businesses um, to, to look at the risks that are, that are inherent in their businesses. And rather than just sort of crossing their fingers and hoping for the best, which is um, the strategy we come across more often than not, we're encouraging businesses to really look at the risks, understand what uh, the key risks are, plan for them, train for them and prepare for them um, so that when when that does happen, um, you are prepared and your your team know what to do and your team has that muscle memory in the same way that Rob had when he ejected. Yeah. So I think you know, what you've done there is 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 pretty well established your credentials for, for running a, a risk <laughs> management business uh, and, and helping other business owners to really be aware of, you know, and you know, the risks are normally the things that we are unplanned and, and what we don't yeah. expect to happen and, and identifying what they are and, and mitigating them is the key. 
So what we we want to dig into is is you know one of the things that we explore at Succession Plus is we go hey look to prepare a business for exit you need to put everything in place and and what you're effectively doing is de-risking the future revenue yeah or ensuring in improving the likelihood that the future revenue will continue once the business owners leave and, yeah. and if if the revenue will continue to grow or continue its current pattern once the the owners change hands and and without the involvement of the owners then you've got a pretty valuable business yeah and so the, the stage of the, that are of, of, of the, the process we follow is we want to first we need to do is identify the value of the business and and what it looks like now and then you need to protect the value of the business which is what
working from home. So
absolutely businesses in the past and it wasn't so long ago that we was, was um cloud based and have a couple of tapes that they'd back up overnight. Yeah. Believably low backups, but they weren't even sure that to your point, you're doing the work, doing the role you're having the plan. I think yes, I mean it 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 degree of rigor. Which is yeah. which is what you know. Which and and I can see risk risk management is is a tricky thing for businesses to invest in because they it's a bit like insurance. You know, you don't think you need it until it actually happens, and then it's of course it's too late. Exactly. Um, I remember I remember when I was younger doing uh, preparing to go interrailing through Europe, and I had one of those massive sort of Lonely Planets books, and the and the insurance part of the book said, you know, um, insurance is a bit like contraceptive you don't know you need it until it's too late well risk management's exactly the other the other really key thing for for your for your listeners is that you know if you're preparing for exit your risk management can't smell of wet paint you can't do it the week before you exit it's got to be done in advance now private equity houses that we work with are are getting their businesses to um 